production. This podcast is being recorded on Gadigal land. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this country and elders past, present. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. Hey everyone, so this episode of It's A Lot does contain a chat, a pretty extensive chat about mental health, but we do touch on eating disorders and self-harm, so if that will trigger you, please give this one a miss, and there will be resources in the show notes. I just realised, fuck, I'm not happy, and I have electric feelings for this woman, and I can't ignore that, Mm. and that's not fair to my partner. I have to be honest with him. everyone it's time for the podcast again and i'm super excited to have gorgeous angel girl mia ray here hi mia hi so i met um mia when she came and did australian made which we love my mum loved that one she was obsessed oh doesn't that girl have a beautiful voice oh i was like yep did she like miss money pennies um, I don't think we've actually, actually been there because we're from the Gold Coast, babe. Oh, okay. So for those of you who missed it, Mia is from Nursa, <laughs> um, which I feel like to people who aren't from Queensland, they think it's very like, well, it is fancy. but people, It's so fancy. It's pretty fancy. It used to not be that fancy, but now it's like, I can't stand it. It's so fancy. Oh, really? Like you're like a down-to-earth, like grassroots yeah, I'm girl. I'm just like, you know. I'm just <laughs> you're like, oh, I can't stand all the money. I just want to have, I just want everyone to work hard and be like, I don't care about money. I don't care about materialistic things. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I really we, got caught there. But, like, honestly can't stand the people. Really? Why? Tell me. I don't know. I just don't, like, I just, because my dad still lives there. And right. that's really nice. And I like going and visiting there. But, like, get to, like, day two or day three and I'm like, get me the fuck out of here. I just, like. It's well, I mean, A, it's the tourists, so like that's like understandable, right? Yeah, it's like me at the Gold Coast with Telebudger Creek. If you know, you know. Yeah. When I went there as a kid, no one would go there. Now suddenly every fucking cunt's there and their dog yeah, and, I'm go- yeah, and their yeah. fucking four year old kid running around with a nappy on. And I go, get the fuck out of my. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, totally. Creek. Yeah. And it's like there's never any parking and everyone's mm. there with their like Ralph Lauren, Lauren polos and like, like, bleach white tennis shoe or like mm. boat sailor shoes and like fake tan. With, a, with snappy sand and a toothbrush yeah and I'm just like I just I can't be bothered like I know everything I need to know about you because of what you're wearing unfortunately I don't need to ask any questions so you're quite and I don't judgmental yeah. yeah oh I'm the most judgmental person <laughs> Okay, then, okay, from this outfit, what would you think about me if you saw me in my, I mean, a black polo and then a black miniskirt with a very high You're not wearing, slit. is that a polo? That's not a, I wouldn't consider that a polo. If it was done all the way up. Okay. Well, okay, well it's like an But don't do polo. it up because it's a nice look. Because it's a yeah. nice look with yeah. a lacy bra and a headband on a sporty headband. What would you think about me? I would think, she's here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah, not here for a long time at all. That's so true. Yeah. She's good. I'm wearing these like Alexander McQueen shoes. Yeah, like, like run. I'm gonna sprint away. No, no, no. But you're like you're you want to have a good time, but like you're practical about it. Yeah, always yeah. a comfortable shoe. Yeah. Anyway, back to the actual interview. Not us just talking about no, my outfit. I, I yeah. wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate you. 
It was right. yeah. But you, you wouldn't love me either. You'd be seeing because it's all black. Yeah, no, there's I'd not be much pretty like, off. oh, like there's a Sydney basic bitch. Can't be bothered. <gasps> Okay, sorry, we can all wear patchwork jumpers and, and wear a cargo pant with seven pockets. Sorry, we're all But like, now that I get to know you, I really love you and I'm not judging at all. So don't judge. <laughs> so in our friendship. Anyway, back to the actual interview. Because um, you're touring right now, that's why yeah. you can come to the potty. Yeah. Um, and you've got all this new music and you came to perform on Australian Made. Mm. And one of the songs that you did that was an online exclusive. Yeah. Was happy, happy, and it's like quite like a Devo song. Yeah, and I want to talk about depression. <laughs> I want to poke at you and wonder what's wrong, poke Mia. What's wrong, Mia? <laughs> what's wrong with you? What's wrong with so much? I could talk for hours about me being fucking depressed, babe. Jesus Christ, where do you want to start? Um, but so like the song's basically for those of you who haven't heard it. First of all, pause this, go and listen. It's such a sleigh. Mm. Preferably listen on the Hot Nights um, page. Yeah, great. Yeah, <laughs> get, get the streams up. <laughs> get the streams up, baby. Get the listens up. I wanted to talk about like that, like that side of you and how writing music helps that and how. And how you confront that. I didn't know how cooked I was until probably halfway through COVID. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because my sister suffers pretty bad from it. And I've always compared my mental health to hers. And I've always been like, oh, well, I'm I'm not bad because she's going through this. And like, mine mustn't be that bad. Your baseline was something really bad. Yeah. And you were like, well... I'm fine. Well, I just compared myself to her because I just saw what she was going through and mine wasn't as bad as that and it wasn't like the same type. Mm-hmm. So I just, I don't know, I just automatically thought that it w- wasn't bad enough to see somebody or go mm-hmm. to a doctor or whatever. And then um, my partner at the time was, you know, really good at being there for me in like, insanely dark moments and I always thought that going to the doctors meant that I was crazy or that I was going to get admitted or like where do you think that fear came from I don't know like movies yeah I don't know movies tv um celebrities talking about depression and Mm -hmm. they're like alcoholics and addicts and, yeah, and, and all of that stuff yeah. like that that whole thing just freaked me out and I'm like mm-hmm. well no I'm not that bad I can just keep dealing with it mm-hmm. and then I remember I would do this thing where I would hit myself in the leg to try and take the pain away from my brain and then I was like mm-hmm. mm, that's kind of fucked up <laughs> you're like mm. So that's calm. the point. Mm. <laughs> that's the point. Am I getting there? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah and just, then, and you kind yeah. of laugh at yourself. I don't know, but whenever I have a moment, I go, God, I just feel so like I, I got catatonic one time for like half an hour. And after that, I was like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that probably, probably should give someone a call. <laughs> and you catch yourself and you go, oh, yeah, not ideal, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When it happens for like for the fifth time, you're like, hmm. That was quirky. That's like a pattern. Mm. Yeah. And then you go, oh, that's and not good. And then I remember... I did like a, I think it was in the break of COVID or something when you were allowed to see people again or something. And I went over to my sister's and I was like crying and stuff. Because you were in Melbourne, hey, during all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it would have added. Live in Melbourne. Um, And then I was at my sister's and my mum was there 
and I was crying and then I was like, I just sucked it up. I was like, oh, I'm just going to go home and pretended I was fine. And then I called my mum crying and she's like, pull over because it was like really dangerous to be driving while I was like crying so much. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like the like the silent cry where you well, like, like this. Yeah, you can't get any sounds out. It's not it's like just sobbing. Like, it's like intense. And it's like goose coming from your eyes. Like can you, sinus is completely blocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then my mum parked behind me, got in the car and I started screaming. Like I was just so, like that was the point, like blood curdling screams. Mm. And I think I scared my mum a bit. And I think once I saw her face, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just, I was like, mom's I'm yeah. seeing it through mum's eyes. And, and then she was the one that's like, I'm going to make a doctor's appointment like right now mm. and we'll go in. And they said, yeah, like probably a good idea to look into some form of medication. Here's some information about it. And I went, I got out of that doctor's appointment immediately being like, I'm not crazy. I don't want to take medication. I don't want anything altering mm-hmm. my, like, it's, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. I can do it through, I can deal with it through exercise and eating meditation. well and meditation and yeah. all of that stuff. And that stuff does help, but like, yeah. it's a disease. Like it's a thing. Like it's mm-hmm. not like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so. Um, Can't just think your way out of it when you have a not well brain either. Yeah, totally. And that's the first time I really um, accepted the fact that I needed help. Mm. Um, and so then I got on like just a low dose of uh, Lexapro and it like changed my life. And I started talking to someone and it was just like I, my the main thing that I noticed with Lexapro is that when I woke up in the morning, I actually was like, oh, I'm actually excited to try today. Mm. You know, before- like usually I would wake up and be like, mm, I give up on the day already and I haven't even like had a coffee. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I was like excited to be like, I'm actually going to try and it might not work out, but I'm excited. Like I feel optimistic for the first time in so long. Yeah. I've got two questions about that story. The first one is when you were hitting your leg, Mm -hmm. did you tell anyone or were you? I'd do it in front of people. Like as in like. Would you say? Not people. I'd do it in front of my sisters and my boyfriend or like, you know, close family members kind of mm. thing. Or I'd like rub my head really hard. Would you tell or them like, what you were doing or would you just Yeah, kind of, and, and they were trying like, the, and the, you know, it's, it wasn't like, it was just like. Is it's it like just when you have a moment, mozzie bite and or when you have a, an ant bite and you pinch next to it? No. Did anyone else that? do that? Is that no. to get really deep? <laughs> what that is? When you, when, you, when, you yes. have, when you have an ant bite and then you pinch kind of next to it to distract from the pain of the ant bite. Yeah, big time. Oh, that's, that's, cool. that's, how I like that's what it I, is. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm how like, I do. oh, my brain is so fucked that I'm trying to distract it by yeah. having right. something else to focus on. Yeah. 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 It would be a focus thing. Let me just and would you say direct to, the like, pain somewhere else. So if your mum was there, would you say, I, I'm feeling so fucked that I oh. have to do this? And yeah, what you're talking about. totally. Yeah. And I have like such an open conversation with mom and my sisters about it kind of thing. And I think like, it's one of those things that you can't like force someone to like go to therapy or take, like it has to be their decision. So they've always been really supportive and been very encouraging, but never forcing me into anything that I wasn't comfortable with. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Second question is about the Lexapro. Cause when I yeah. started Lexapro, so I was probably, mm, I've been, I'd had Lexapro before, then I'd like on and off and I'd like get better and then I'd go off it, which is the, not what you're meant to do. Oh no, <laughs> which is, that's like, horrible. Did the they tell you not to do that? Or you yeah, just did it? they told me not to do it, but it was like, but I, I kind of would go off because I felt like my circumstances had changed. Yeah, but you need to ease off. You can't just go cold Because you get those brain zaps, don't you? 
That's yeah, why I don't know the brain zap. It's not great. Your brain does not cope well when you just mm. go cold turkey off medication that you've been on. So it's actually reminding me I need to take mine. Yeah. <laughs> you got water there, Tal. Thank God. Um, if I'm listening, have your antidepressants or your whatever medication you need is a reminder. Um, but I went, when I went on Lexapro, the like, the, I've gone for a few months and I'd stop. But when my grandma passed away, it was, and it was the start of COVID. So she yep. passed away in June and then obviously COVID started in March. Yeah. So it was like a few months in and then the person that I was uh, uh, dating ghosted me when my, the day my grandma died. Oh, fuck. I was to come over and then just Jesus Christ. Anyway, it was hectic. So, um, and it was like someone that I, was. it wasn't just like a casual like thing. It was really like really in love. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, um. And I was like, okay, I'm not doing well. Grandma dying was like so fucked. Like, because mm. I was living alone. Yeah. And I couldn't go and see my mom. You were alone in COVID? Yeah, living mm. completely alone the whole time. Not good. Not good. No. Um, but I was in Brisbane at the time. So lockdown wasn't as Too hectic yep. at that time. Um, and then I moved to Sydney, middle of COVID for some reason. I made myself made it worse yeah, myself. Right. Good idea. <laughs> well, was, it worked out. Look. Yeah, and I was actually are. still happier mm. in Sydney lockdown than I was in Brisbane Freedom. So that's, nice. that's saying something because <laughs> Queensland, I mean, love you guys. But... No, you know what? Mm, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I just never, because I was born in Victoria, moved to Noosa when I was two. Yeah, put your so white shoes I on. Always, yeah, yeah, so I always consider myself a Victorian. Mm. And I just like... Never felt comfortable in Queensland, ever. Really? I just, there's just something about it that has never sat well with me. And I was there for like 17 years. And when I came down to Melbourne, it was almost like I was like, oh, thank God. Really? Yeah, I just like. Abby hates Melbourne. I hate Melbourne. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Yeah, you said that. I was like, 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 I was like. What's going on with you? Mary? <laughs> I was like, you like, by I choice, get, you're there. I get winter <laughs> in Melbourne, but like, I fucking love it. Yeah, that's yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so, anyway, I went on these antidepressants, and yeah. then when I went on them, I was like, kind of, it was amazing, mm-hmm. but I couldn't come. Oh, oh why is it a joke? No, yeah, I, <laughs> I couldn't come, but also I got kind of not sadder, but I then had this sort of like grieving process of thinking. I've felt so shit for so long when you realise how bad you were before mm. and you think, wow, I've lost so much time mm. because I've spent all this time feeling a bit okay and you go, wow, is this how everyone else feels? Yeah. Do you have that? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. It is what it is. I'm glad I did it when I did it. Could I have done it before? Would that be good? Yes, but that's not how it worked out and that's fine. I don't mm. really mind. But, yeah, with the um, – I have trouble with my libido. Oh, yeah. babe. But I would rather be optimistic and not come, coming and Really? <laughs> See, I'd, I'd rather be coming and sad. <laughs> I know for sure. I'd rather, because the only There's that social video. Is the chance of the next orgasm. So the only thing, so like the thing that keeps me going is when am I going to come next? Yeah, yeah. Oh, take the vibrator off yeah, the charge. It's I was a real like, practical thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, right. So like if I didn't have, if I didn't have the orgasm to calm me down, yeah. then I wouldn't have anything. Well, the thing is, is that do you have trouble having an orgasm um, with a partner 
or with your like with yourself as in like or is it the same it's the same difficulty and right. it's completely dependent on my stress levels yeah like there's one person that can make me come like fucking six times in an hour yeah. that I feel so safe and comfortable with. Yeah. But with that, I, the reason is because I, I go to his place or I go to, um, you know, we hang out at like for like a day or two. Yeah. And I, don't, and I often am like, I'm not, no one talked to me for, for two days. Yeah. I'm fucking. Yeah. So and I tell my manager, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the calendar, going, no one talked to Abby. No one talked to Abby. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nice. Oh, no like, reply. Yeah, you I'm should like, do that more. Yeah, all right. There. Well, yeah, I mean. Yeah, anymore. <laughs> um, but but that person can. But then if it's like a random, if it's even like last night, like my ADHD. Yeah, I have ADHD, obviously. Um, and my ADHD will like, I'll get really distracted and really like, I'll like be like about to come, and then I'll be like, I give the so flowers or like stop yeah, playing. No, I have the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> you have ADHD. Mm, maybe Babe. I literally I have a really hard time being mindful uh during yeah and I'm getting better at it but like I start thinking about what the person's thinking or something like yeah like I'm thinking about that and then I'm I I think about everything else but what I should be thinking about the no orgasms really fucked me up I think as well because I talk about sex on the podcast and Mm. on my stories and the vibrator and it was like Every it, it was like being a like I I imagine what it's like being a couple's counselor when you're going through a breakup. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're like, oh, we get it. Everyone else is having so much fucking sex. Oh, mm-hmm. you're all squirting. Yeah. Oh, happy for you all. <laughs> and you're like, fuck you. Yeah. So then I stopped going on Lexapro, and then I tried Valdoxin. Okay. For anxiety, the Rolls Royce of anxiety medication. Is it really? Calls, <laughs> oh my god. Who, who calls it that? Everyone, <laughs> everyone's on Valdoxin goes, if you go Valdoxin, I want it. And everyone goes, the Rolls Royce. Oh, <laughs> I swear to God, I know like five people on it. That's and so I don't know if I'm GP or what, but yeah, yeah the Rolls Royce. And so is it better? It was better, but then I went off it. But is it for anxiety or depression? For anxiety. So yeah, so I'm, for depression. A f- I'm for depression. You're sad. I'm sad, I'm like, girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, We're so the opposite, but we I get know. on really nice. This is lovely. Like, <laughs> track, Ying and yang. Ying and yang. I love it. I um, hate Sydney. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so cute. I love it. You can sing nodules. It's, <laughs> it's so beautiful. Oh, my God. You'd rather be happy and not calm. I'd rather calm and be really sad. sad. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so beautiful. Who are we? Um, <laughs> but like, but what was I talking about? Oh, the Rolls Royce. It's also it's really expensive. It was like a fucking eighty bucks a month or something. Which is, is it really, babe? It was Fuck. fucked. And I was like, this is kind of not that. silly, but I yeah. was like, mm. and then I found out I had ADHD. Then, then it turned out that my symptoms, my like, because a friend of mine from um, Brisbane, she had severe depression where she yeah. could not work. She couldn't get out of bed. She was literally, she's mm. so intelligent. She was a lawyer. Mm. And then she had to move home and she could not, like, mm. the, and she would do these amazing TikToks where she would be like, today is like day five of me making my bed or like me, me yes. cleaning my room. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. So intelligent, so fucking funny and beautiful and amazing. And she just, she couldn't do anything. Mm. And um, then it turned out she got diagnosed with ADHD. Yes. And then she got medicated for it. And not that the depression went away, but she could then do all these things normally. Mm. And she went, 
I think she went off her antidepressants and then went on to ADHD medication because with ADHD, you like hyper fixate and spiral and focus on things. Like if you're like, as I understand it, like when I would feel depressed, it would be because I was focusing on something and it was giving me adrenaline, even if that was from fear. Like yep. say if I'm like, oh, like my career is going to fail. Yeah. It'd be like, I'm fucking spiraling on that. All the reasons why everyone hates me and why I'm a fucking loser and why I have no friends. Yeah, And then, and you're looking for like dopamine or some sort of adrenaline and like, like you want to feel yeah, something and yeah. your ADHD brain is trying to fucking fill that void. And then when I got a medication, it was like, I could have the thoughts and I could be sad about things, mm. but I was like, not hyper fixating. I would just move to the next Wait, thing. Wait, so when you're in that spiral sensation or whatever um do you do a thing where you immediately crave serotonin whether it comes through alcohol or valid or posting Mm -hmm. or um yes fucking eating something delicious and being sad about it after or yeah or watching yeah like like the amount of depressed moods i've said whatever yeah babe the Mm. amount of me crying have a shower nude oh (laughs) really yeah yeah Yeah, it is sad but also you know well you know you're just going through the motions it's just it's fine you know, yeah. don't not do it like it's just how you it's how we all work doesn't yeah. it isn't it yeah. yeah and ever since being on ADHD medication I don't really do that as much but at the yeah. time where I would get like I don't know if I should say I've never said this to anyone should I say this you can just mm-hmm. cut it out cut it. It. but like I um Oscar Say I'm it like I'm like being supportive. Headline. Like we can cut it out and say it. <laughs> no, say it. no, I love. I like got so anxious when I was during COVID that I was making myself vomit, mm. and not mm. from um like wanting to like not from wanting to lose weight anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I never understood when people are like, oh, eating disorders are a control thing. Well, right. I was, but I was, I cannot get these emotions out. I'm trying right. to cry. I cannot cry. I'm so There's anxious. There's a bit of the endorphins release after that because your your body's in pain or stress or something and then it's a release. Yes. Yeah. So I think that was also yeah. what I used to do. Or you could get addicted to working out or, you know, yeah. there's so much, you know, you, you mm. see those gym junkies and you're like, Something's, off. Something's going on. Something's going yeah. on with you four hours a day. Yeah, totally. But that that was kind of my the crave for reaction. release. Yeah. yeah, which I never experienced, and then mm. I and I didn't tell anyone. That's why I asked if you told anyone about you doing. Yeah. I didn't tell anyone literally until just like a second ago because I was like, "You're doing it for attention." Yeah, yeah. I felt that. Telling- no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always thought because whenever. Mm, I'd say 50% of the time I'd be doing it by myself. But if someone happened to be there, it wasn't like, oh, I have to hide this. It was like so desperate for, for to move the pain from my brain to somewhere else. That like, mm. But when I was doing it in front of someone else, in my head there's the thought of like, do they think that I'm trying to like get attention and be like a – Look, I don't know. I don't I know. Because, like, I think because media has been has been saying that um, young women and girls that like self harm or yeah. do these things are doing it for attention. They're doing it to be cool to fit. Like, I no, feel like there's a no. lot of media around that. For some reason, I feel that's kind of the consensus. At least you agree. Am I being crazy thinking this? There's like a stigma against talking about it. People are like, she's doing it for attention. Or is that oh, just my no, old no. girl that's, school thing? No, no, no. It's a real thing, but I think it also, when more diagnoses emerge in society, because we don't look at the, the broader thing of like these things emerge in a society, right? The more they emerge, the more people go, well, there has to be a reason. 
And the reason couldn't possibly be that the society, look at me getting, I sound like a conspiracy theorist. No, go for it. But it couldn't possibly be that the society isn't structured now to support these different ways of learning and being. So she's got to be faking Mm. because it's an easy way out. Yeah. You're faking it. It's like, what? What? Yeah. Or is it just society's fucked? We live in a society. We are, guys, I'm not sure if you know this, but we're in a society. Society. (laughs) But But then my question is, What's the people crying in videos and then posting it online? Okay. Yes. I've done I've done this. That's all right. Like my- it's it's okay. I just want to know, like, I've I feel like that's a little bit attention-y. Do you think? Or maybe yes. I just can't relate to it because so I would do you never mean do like, it. Do you mean like I've like cried in videos? Or you mean like just a video of them just crying? Just crying. Oh, you know, I haven't done that. Yeah, I think maybe that's them trying to get serotonin maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's their way of coping with it and also maybe being out in the open with it is a cry for help or maybe a um, – I've done it. But never I've, it. I've, I've done it when I've, like, been really, really upset. Yeah. Because I just want to remember – I've never put it on the internet, but I just want to remember how sad I was because I was like, mm. you're going to feel better, but right now – so you don't get so scared about being sad again know that you have been this sad in the past and, and you've gotten, and you've through, gotten it. through it. Yeah. Mm. Like I get wanting to like being real on the internet. Like I get that and like showing emotion and not pretending like you have your shit together. But there's, I feel like sometimes some, like those you can tell, yeah, that's real. And then there's some people who cry and do like back in like the YouTube days where, or like the whole like makeup community on, mm. you know, and they all, fuck up and have to do an apology video yeah it just seems super like look at me I'm like like curated yeah and I just I don't know I feel I I feel like it's hard to tell because sometimes people are trying to be yeah be like real on the internet like when I've posted things I've thought like oh everyone thinks people are smart people can tell I reckon, but like, yeah, but, yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Abby, when like, when yeah. you're upset and you're posting, for you, you use social media quite a lot, so you, it's probably not as difficult for you to do that. It and you might be curated. responding to something, and, you, really and you're also very open. That's mm-hmm. you're very transparent. For you, do you seem? Does it? Do you think about it, or do you just do you just post it because you just? No, because it's it. in the moment when you do it. it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's just when it's like a yeah. curated thing. I don't know. I just yeah. sometimes feel weird about it's it, and I'm like, are they doing that? I don't know. Anyway, you know, maybe I they are actually, doing it for attention, though, because but like they want, in a good way. It's like I need help. Yeah. Like I've seen a bunch of uh, creators who are like, you know, I've gone through a miscarriage and I documented it because I wanted other women to r- know that they're not the only people who go through this and it was yeah. fucked and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, wanting attention maybe isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Maybe what's wrong with wanting attention? Maybe it's they need, yeah, they need attention. Yeah. It's because the new way of well. calling out for help. Yeah. yeah. Wow. We've really come full circle on this guy. Yeah. That was a really beautiful <laughs> group session. When you started going on medication, were you worried about what that would mean for your music? Oh, true. Ooh, great question. Great question. Um, yeah. I thought. I was like, well, I'm not going to write good songs anymore because I'm just going to be too happy. Oh, and annoying. You know what? Yeah, I think that did happen. And also at that point I felt really good in my relationship. And so I was, I think it's a thing, like I was legitimately too happy to write anything that I felt people could connect with on like an emotionally sad 
level mm. kind of thing because I feel like those are the ones that really grab people. And like writing good lyrics, I feel like you really need to be like going through something. And I was just like, I'm just so fucking happy. Like this is like this is great. Um, but then I got some good stuff out of being really depressed. Um, <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say it. Yeah. I but feel- then I think only recently having a quarter life crisis and basically falling in love with this girl. I want to tell you the whole story. It's crazy. But yes, um, I got like a whole album out of it. Out of falling in love with this girl. Yeah. Wow. And I like, love that. yeah, I went overseas. It, 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 tell it, the story. Tell the it story. It hit then. me like a fucking car crash. Because had you um, been with. A car crash? A car. A car. A, a bus. A, 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 That's it. I hit me like a bus. It's got some wheels. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> had, had, you, had you identified as queer before this or were you. In my head, yeah. yeah. And also, I had been mentioning it to my family for like five years leading up mm-hmm. to that. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm bi. Mm. Yeah. I think like, but, but I think I've known, um, forever. Yeah. I think in the last five years I was kind of like, mm-hmm. nah, actually I'm going to say, I'm going to say the last 10 years I was like, oh, well I had my first like gay awakening when I was 17 um, I saw this girl on stage and I was like, whoa, like, why am I so attracted to her? Mm. Like, this is a new thing. And I was 17, I'm 27 now. So, yeah, 10 years. I've always kind of known that it was mm. a thing. But I was just really in love and happy and I was like, well, that's cool. It's, like, good to acknowledge that about mm-hmm. myself and I would talk to my partner about it all the time and, like, super open about so it. healthy. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. But, um, but I wouldn't – but I didn't need to do anything because I was really happy and in love and it didn't matter, but I was just open about it anyway. I don't know. So then when you tell me about the story about how you kind yeah. of like it came to fruition, I'm like, this yeah. is like amazing. Um, so I went overseas, um, to London to write some songs. And I think, uh, a few weeks before that I had met, this girl and just like you know you you know the energy and you're like something like it's just mm-hmm. like I I felt hot everywhere like my brain was on fire Jeez. my heart was on fire everything like, was hot yeah and I just felt like I had been been given an electric so- shock I don't know and I just I was so stressed about it but I'm like but what does this mean I'm I'm in love and mm. I'm I I can't give that all up to pursue something that I have no idea how she felt. Like mm-hmm. I, I was just like completely, it was all one-sided. She had no idea. And um, and I think it was a really good time to go overseas by myself because I think it was important that I had time on my own to like process it all. And mm-hmm. I had never been overseas by myself for that amount of time. I mm-hmm. went over for about a month and a bit. Yeah. And um, I slowly just started realizing when I was over there by myself, like, I thought I was happy, but I'm not. I'm really not. In your relationship? Yeah. And Mm. just like, I think I had normalized a lot of feelings. It was like a seven year long relationship Mm. and that's all of my twenties. And like, you know, Mm. you go through a second puberty in your twenties, like you're, you're still getting to know yourself. And so 
um, I guess I had missed that being in a relationship for that long kind of thing. And I had never had time on my own. And so I just realized, fuck, I'm not happy. And I have electric feelings for this woman and I can't ignore that. Mm. And that's not fair to my partner. And I have to be honest with him. Do you think that if you hadn't met her, you would have stayed together for another do you think that was Probably. a catalyst? Yeah, to... I think it was meant to, I think I was meant to like, I think I, I really believe in like meant to be. The universe. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I'm always so honest with my partner and I couldn't lie to him, but I also couldn't have that conversation over FaceTime. So I had to hold on to it the whole time I was over there. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't, she didn't know anything. And he didn't know and I wasn't, like, my managers knew, my whole family knew. Like, I was crying on the phone to them pretty much every day having, like, panic attacks. And my manager, one of my managers was over there at the time and I was, like, screaming, crying on the bed and, like, snot coming from everywhere. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she was just like, I know you're, like, really sad, but, like, are you writing this down? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's just thinking, she's just thinking about the album <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking god she puts on a voice and she's like just tell me how you're feeling yeah. like, <laughs> oh um, she's a legend and she's That's so amazing. good That's i literally walked in the door after like two weeks of being like i had realized and i was like fuck i'm just busting to tell somebody is that a fun feeling though i literally i busted in the door and i was like Claire, I think I'm gay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Tell me everything. Um, Anyway. And so it just killed me not being able to tell him at all. And so then I just started writing songs and I had all of these sessions with incredible writers and I got to write with one of my idols, Gabrielle Applin, who I had have looked up to since I was like 14. And here I am confiding in her about a situation I don't know. That was another really full circle moment. I'd always confided in her music going through tough times and stuff. And then I was all of a sudden like personally just like on a couch with her, like confiding in one of my like favorite artists Wow! and she was giving me advice and yeah, it was really great. But um, yeah, I wrote a whole album about this girl and. So how did you not let him know that you weren't really in it anymore? Did he suspect? Well, we would like, I was so busy. Like I had sessions every day kind mm. of thing. And so we would message a lot and we'd call and I, I, because we're just, we're, we were best friends, you know? So like I could talk to him and get excited about the things that were happening and kind of just like compartmentalize yeah. it, which was really hard. But I was like, fuck, he's just my best friend anyway. Like I want to tell him everything else. Like I want to still, I don't know. And I was getting all of the other stuff out of my system by writing about it anyway. So yeah, I was, right. that's how I was dealing with it. And my manager's just been like, yeah, fuck it, it's gold. <laughs> um, and then I get back to Australia. And you haven't and told her anything. You've just. No, she knows nothing. Talking? Nah, like. Here and there. Shallow, shallow, shallow conversations. Like right. really, like not even like acquaintances. Hey going, yeah. yeah, kind of stories. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, just a, <laughs> yeah. A, a crying laugh face to a to a story. Sorry, but yeah. no like Something messages. That funny, just trying to be like yeah. double tap. Can you like my <laughs> yeah. story react? I was checking my stories every like I was oh. only. This is the key to get me. 
better at social media is just have me crushing on someone real bad. Mm. The only reason I was doing any social media promo stories was just so she would see it. Just so you and could see so, if she could see. Yes. <laughs> and I knew if she, I knew that she was checking my story every time she woke up. She'd wake up at 7.30 because it was my time. Anyway. Mm. You'd figure out about her routine. I'm a psycho. Like I, no, yeah. no, babe, I We all do it. So it's so funny because you imagine them. You imagine them sitting there going, going like this. Yeah, totally. I I knew I I was hot in a lot of those videos. I know I looked good. And I'm like, truly, like, like, I I have, like, I am so embarrassed about how I imagine people watching my stories. I'm like, yep, they've seen it. They're They've probably just it. like They're probably crying, and then just going, "Why does she have so many fucking stories and her yeah. close friends?" They're like, "Don't give me shit, Abby." And then, like, and then like they were like, "Like one of my close friend stories," and I go, "You're obsessed." I'm going, I go, I go back off, back off. It's too much. Like I'm gonna do that. Like, Excuse me, stop liking all my fucking close my friends. My friends would I, be trying to like let me down easy, being like. I don't think she's into you. I'm like, she's obsessed. <laughs> she's, she liked my, she liked my photo. She's watching my stories. Yeah. So my every time she wakes up, she's like desperate for yeah, me. Embarrassing. She's desperate. Desperate gagging. for me. She's going, <laughs> Mia! Mia! And she's fucking going through. She's like, I need to see it. She's crying. She's in the shower on her phone. She's got a, she's got a, a, a bag over it. Going, I need to see it. Playing the music. Yeah, that's what happens she's in my head for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just. Taking She's a just, shit and tapping through yeah, totally. and going, I don't care. Yeah. Um, but maybe she was. Well, turns out, who knows? Who so knows what happens so next? So you're being crazy. Yeah. yeah. And so writing an album about, well, not an album, not an intentional album, but just like 10, 12 songs. And then I got home and as soon as I dropped, it's, it's honestly like a movie. As soon as I dropped the bags, like my suitcase and stuff, I just burst into tears immediately and had the conversation with him just being like, I've met a woman and this isn't about wanting to be with her. It's about the doubt that it's put in my Mm. mind and I couldn't, I can't stand the thought of not being honest with you Mm. and um, pushing this feeling down because either I push this feeling down and it comes back to bite me in another five years Mm. and Maybe we'll be married. Maybe there'll be a kid. Mm-hmm. That's such a heavier decision. Yeah. And I don't want to waste his time when I've had this inkling. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, a, yeah. And so that was a really tough conversation. Um, How did he, did he? He was devastated. I was devastated because I was like, like this bitch, I've written a whole album about you. <laughs> I've broken up my seven year relationship I thought I was getting married with this guy I thought I was having kids you know Mm -hmm. like it was like end game and now I'm completely by myself got some great songs but I'm Mm. by myself and I don't even know if you even like me as a fucking friend yeah you've had the all you've had is story I've given up everything for her and 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 also, I could get to know and be like, you know, I don't what? like you that much. I don't really like you that much. Babe, story but, of my life. But even the doubt, <laughs> the doubt that it put in my mind. Oh no. Oh, anyway, the doubt. <laughs> the doubt. The, the doubt. doubt. Tell me about it. No, no. Do you reckon she um, represented a lot of what you didn't know about yourself? Yes. Wow. Yeah, and that's what it more was about for breaking up with my partner. Yeah, it was just kind of like, it's not about her. 
And my friends were saying, it's not about her. My family was saying, it's not about her. It's about what she represents. Yeah. Um, mm. And so, yeah. That's, so then did you yeah. jog over to her house with a boombox? Yeah. <laughs> like, running the streets like, of Melbourne, sweating. In a patchwork jumper. La, 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 la. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the doubt, the doubt, the doubt, the doubt, the doubt, the doubt. So no, I love him a lot. So then what, then what did you do? So then you're like, hey, we're broken up. This is yeah. awful. I'm devastated. How long did it take for you to then? So then um, I, it was about a month. Okay. Yeah. And because I'm not like. There was so much to process. I'm not going to like immediately be like, hey, I just broke up with my boyfriend, like be with me kind mm. of thing. Like I don't, I don't know. And I had uh, my first, I, I think it was like a few weeks after that, maybe even four weeks, I don't know. Um, I had my first queer experience mm-hmm. with this girl. How did you find that? Were you who, scared? Can I just say? happened to be the girl that was my first gay awakening. What the hell, universe? And I hadn't spoken to her like in, well, I hadn't seen her since 10 years ago. What the fuck? Yeah, it was real university weird. And were you really scared? Uh, Yeah, the photos that I was sending my friends when I was at the airport because I happened to have a gig somewhere where she lived. Mm. And my gay friends were like I was like oh like what do you what do you think is going to happen she's like babe you're landing at 7 30 you'll be changed to the bed by 8 30. (laughs) (laughs) I mean I didn't stay at the hotel like I said it hurts (laughs) but I was just like it was just again she was great and like we had an understanding of like you know she had just gotten out of a relationship as well and so you know, we were just kind of like in the moment. And again, it was just more like what she represented for me as well, because mm. like that was the person that I saw on stage when I was 17. And I was like, so you were like, fuck yeah. A little <laughs> bit. Yeah, 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 a little bit. And I think she was the same kind oh, of thing. Really? Cause I think she, I remember having conversations with her on messenger after I first met her when I was 17 and I didn't understand what was happening within myself but Mm. she I think was openly kind of like knew what her sexuality was Mm. and I can see like in our messages where I'm being natural with her and I'm flirting and then I can see where I'm like oh I don't know what this is yeah friend zone Mm. yeah friend zone friend zone zone. so yeah and it's just so funny that she happened to be the person that crazy and it was really nice like it was just like she's just yeah it was so nice and it was a really safe space. Mm-hmm. It was a good, ex- it was a good experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it didn't, I don't know. Yeah, it was nice. And so then once I had that, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm pretty confirmed now on like what these feelings have been for so long. Yeah. Like I had, I had a lot of relief actually that I yeah. was like, okay, good decision to break up with my partner because I don't want to be wasting his time. Like I'm on a journey. Like yeah, I need to absolutely. figure out what's happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it was only, and by this stage I was still crushing so hard on this girl and like, I knew that it was more than like a fling crush kind of thing. Like I knew that like it felt 
so deep and it's like you ever meet someone that you're like I feel like I've known you my whole life yeah yeah all the time but I think it's my ADHD okay yeah, yeah I think it's my brain being confused <laughs> to be honest because that I'm, I I would these really intense things with these people for like two weeks like three months okay where yeah. I see them like every day and we're like oh my god and then one day I go Forward. And I like, yeah, like, like, one day. Like, mm. how many times, Oscar, have you heard me talk about someone for yes. like months, and months and months? At least as well, because Lisa's my <laughs> podcast for years and years. Yeah. Like, and then suddenly you never hear of them again. They go, remember that person? You go, oh my God, what the hell? Are they dead? And they go, oh, I just got bored. Yeah. And like, yeah. I see them for the last time and I, and I don't know. And then I go, I, they don't know. I don't know what's the last time. Then I go, Mm, don't like this. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. like, I have had that unfortunately too mm. many times. At yeah. least you're aware of it. Like, you know, it might all, I would say, be worse if you didn't realise that was happening. I'd be like, Abby, I think we need some self <laughs> Yeah, no, I definitely acknowledge it to the point where now when I have feelings to someone, I go, oh, here we go again. See yeah. you in three months when I ghost you. Yeah, Not ghost, yeah. when I go, I'm actually over there, sorry. Yeah. Anyways, yeah well, you got to do what works for you. What, yeah. Can I ask, what what happened, um, were you still, are you still friends with your ex-boyfriend? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, it's hard because it's like we need space. Because, you know, I know it's going to be a long time before it feels normal to not be together. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But, you know, it's sad because there's no hard feelings between us at all. But I don't know if we would be, I don't know. I'd love to be able to be friends with him because he's so important to me. But it's like, I don't know it's if we're going to feel normal. Mm. To be actual which is friends. Sad. But, yeah. yeah. Gwen um, Stefani, cool, that song. And no. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> After all that we've been through. Go on. And no, they're cool. You know, that's not. <laughs> yeah, keep going. And she's. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know. <laughs> and, like, and like he calls her by her new last name and it's like so beautiful, you know. That could be you and your ass. Just send him that song once a week and be like, goals. That's one way yeah. to make goals. sure he never talks to you again. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what? The single that came out yesterday. Oh, yeah. Um, is about him. Oh, yeah. really? Well, yeah, it's about, it's, well, it's a nod to people who help you through, like your friends and family and partners or whatever, who help you through really dark times. Come on, know, brain, right? Yeah, yeah. And like know you well enough to you know, when you're pushing them away and you're in a really dark place and everything's really negative and they're still showing up and still being loving and supportive and, you know, it's just like a nod to those people. And I, yeah, I wrote it about him. So, so nice. you know, it's mm. still nice feelings. It's just. I want to hear about this fucking, how you got with this girl. Okay, yeah. I, 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 might, I, I, I love you. That's great. We love you, right? We're edging, she's, story. she's edging you. I'm literally like, I'm like, I mean the fucking queer story. <laughs> Um, so then we, yeah. You spent more time together? Yes. Yeah. yeah, we did. Yeah. You know, we had a couple of drinks and we ended up being the only, like, two people left at the party. Were you like? Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, yeah. And then I just, I, and I'm not the kind of person that would ever be, like, <laughs> confident enough to kiss somebody, mm. to be like. I'm going to do this. Like, I'm always kind of like, oh, yeah. anyway. And I have, haven't dated. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, my whole adult life got... has been like, I've been in a relationship, so I'm not, mm. like, versed on how that stuff works. Mm. Anyway, I kissed her and I didn't, like, you know, I waited for her to, like, come back to me because I wasn't going to, like, just attack her face. Mm. And 
And then she started kissing me and it was like just so like, it was just really beautiful because then I realised that I wasn't crazy. Like the, there was something there. There was something there and I fucking knew it and, yeah. I, and, and my friends were kind of being like, I don't know, mm. like I don't think that she's into you. And I'm like, no, I swear to God there something. was something there yeah. and I knew it and now I know it. And like, yeah. and, you know, I think the reason that she was being so, um, why I couldn't tell if she liked me or not is because I'm in a seven-year relationship with somebody else. Mm. According to her, I'm straight. You know what no, I mean? I, There's yeah. a few walls up. Yeah, you know, big ones. And, like, yeah. she knew that she wanted to be my friend. Like, she really badly wanted to be my friend. But, like, and this is the thing that makes me love her even more is that, like, she didn't dare go near me or flirt or give in to any of that mm. because she was like, no, she's in a relationship. Yeah. And I'm going to respect that. Yeah. And, like, that's so nice. No. And so as soon as she found out that, you know, I told a couple of our friends like, hey, I might be by and I've broken up with my boyfriend. Um, I think in her head she was like, oh, shit, like I really wanted you in my life regardless of all that. I just knew I wanted you in my life. But now that there's like these walls have come down, it's I guess, changed I guess now. she had permission as well then to, to feel yes, what she was she didn't give herself permission to feel those feelings for yeah. me. And as soon as she found out that she was like, oh, crap, like, I really like her kind of thing. And then we kissed and the rest is history. And So how fast were you together then? Um, pretty fast. like In true lesbian form. Yeah, I yeah. reckon. And that's what like, yeah, isn't that classic? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it just like, it just felt really natural. And um, yeah, I've met her family. She's met my family. And like everyone's just like, it's just. Great. It's just meant to be. And I'm just so happy that I was just honest with myself and I was honest with my partner mm -hmm. at the time. Um, and I didn't push it down because I reckon if I had to push it pushed it down, I would be so miserable and my ex-partner would be miserable because I'm wasting his time. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't be fully in it. Yeah. And I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be honest. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, he doesn't deserve that. He deserves better than that. And so do I. Um, so I'm just so happy and like, and so in love, you're so in love. Mia's little face is like furrow brow. Like, I'm so in love. It's so cute. So in love. And the nose. I'm so, so in love. <laughs> 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 oh my God. I'm so, I loved, oh my God. I love talking to you. This isn't so much fun, Mia. Um, what do you want to plug, etc. Um, my new single new Monster song. Brain is out. We love it's link in show notes. Question mark Elise. Yes. Confirmed. Yep. Love Elise. it. Love it. Love it. That's it. Monster Brain out oh my now. God. I love it. Well, thanks for talking to me. Thanks for love talking to me. Mwah. <laughs> 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 I know what Listener.